0: Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC.
1: You know, there's often a big problem is the data. So have you actually got the data that's going to help you find these things?
0: Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor of the GRC Professional Magazine. And today we have an interesting conversation on modern slavery. We sort of restarted the modern slavery series again. And today we have Colin Dixon from Jade Third Eye. Hi, Colin. How are you doing?
1: I'm very good. Thanks. Good to be here today.
0: So I guess just to get a bit of a start, I mean, certainly people who would have come to the Congress this year and last year would have seen you talking on a panel. But just give a, a little bit about who you
1: are and the work you do at Jade Third Eye. Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm the product manager for Jade Third Eye. So that's a system that's uh, is built for. And my role as product manager is to really make sure that's fit for purpose. Um, I also get involved with implementations with, with our clients uh, and, in, in particular, around the transaction monitoring. And so I've been doing that role since 2012, and so I've helped many of our clients in Australia, New Zealand and UK.
0: Um, and, and that's the particular focus of Jade 3
1: a Yeah, yeah. So it was originally built for AML compliance, and it, it still does that. It does, yeah. does a lot of sort of heavy lifting tasks for that sort of intensive things. So transaction monitoring, looking at all the all the transactional data that's passing through a financial institution, um, screening customers against the global watch lists, and then reporting those those findings to the regulators such as Australia or New Zealand, yeah. FIU. And because it does that, you know, transaction monitoring stuff, we can look at any type of financial crime. So um typically set up for AML, but um, terrorist financing is, is part of that whole sort of regime. Yep. Also work for modern slavery. And that's, you know, what we'll be talking about today. So how do we use transaction monitoring for detecting modern slavery?
0: So I guess the other question I have is, you know, you, we talked about modern slavery, you've introduced it into the conversation. Um, what are some of the biggest risks that you think companies might face um, when it comes to modern slavery exposure?
1: Um, yeah, so I think the first thing is you, you need to understand whether you've actually got to comply. Because yes. uh, if you don't comply, then that's a bigger risk. You can't, you can't say that you're not aware that you need to comply and you know, use that as a, as a get outdoors. So the first thing is just make sure you understand whether you need to comply. There's the Modern Slavery Act in, in Australia. And if you haven't read that, you should probably have a look at it. It's not a very long thing, so, you know, it, you, can, you can read it fairly really quickly. It's really it's really designed for large companies, but you know, make sure whether it applies to you or not. Um, and so there's the, there's the law there that applies to some people, but it's it's less clear if the law doesn't apply to you. Yep. Um, but even so, I think you you know your regulator like Oztrack is going to expect you to be doing something about it. So um, you know you should be thinking about that. And then what what you really need to be thinking about is reputational risk. And that can apply to any size company, any type of company. So if we look at, you know, the Westpac case from it last year, they failed on a huge number of uh, AML counts and they got a massive fine of a billion dollars or more. Um, but the thing that caught the public eye wasn't all that failure to report. It was that they were allowing child sex exploitation to occur. So people were sending money to... Uh, that purpose. And that resulted in the CEO resigning. So that, you know, that's something that can happen to any size company. So yeah, don't just look at regulations, just look at, you know, what's what's important for your reputation as well.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So I guess what is a little bit difficult about our discussion with you today, and we we spoke a bit about this before recording, um, is that we the conversation was skewed more to I guess your ability to recognize patterns and find anomalies within a system. So I was wondering, if give me a bit of an example of how, how that might work, um, in establish finding anomalies in a transaction or continuous set of transactions.
1: Yeah. Um, so so the first first thing you need to do is just is just work out what pattern you're going to look for. So so what are your risks and and then how do you relate those risks to your data. Um, so those, those patterns, they're, they're, they're known in the, as typologies. Um, and you can get guidance about typologies on various various sites around the place. So I, you know, if I want to get guidance about uh, anything in this area, I'll, I'll probably first go to places like the regulators, like AUSTRAC or the, the FIU in New Zealand and supervisors in New Zealand um i'll see what the fatf uh wants to talk about it um and i'll go to that that site they have a lot of uh, training information in particular about uh, modern slavery as well um but then so all these typologies so that it all depends on your business so what what are the particular risks for your business you know looking at your customers what do they do what products do they have uh, what geographies are involved? Do you send money overseas, or is it just sort of kind of sold within Australia? So all those things will will lead towards to your risks, and then and then what you can do about those. Um, so yeah, so it's looking looking at all that guidance, talking to talking to your advisors as well, um, and just work out what your business uh, needs to do, uh, and then go and start looking for it. Um, the thing about that, you know, there's often a big problem is the data. Yep. So have you actually got the data that's going to that help you find these things? Um, and that's often a challenge where if you've got, particularly got old systems, um, so they've been around for a long time, they're not very um, And maybe the data that you're capturing isn't actually relevant for what you're trying to look at. And because modern slavery is relatively new, then, yeah, maybe your system doesn't capture the data you need. So yeah, data is a big, a big issue.
0: Oh, excellent. And uh, I guess, you know, we, we spoke about established topologies just now, um, where you, you mentioned um, going to Austrack and some of the regulators. Um, but is there a space there for companies um, who'll be using this pattern recognition type technology to establish their own topologies based on what they have noticed in recurring patterns? Yes,
1: yes, that's right. So I think I think you know you you start out by by reading everything and, and getting yeah. an idea of what's going on. But, but essentially, you've got to come back and look at look at what's going on in your business. Yeah. Um, and so so what I find out with a, with a lot of uh, setting up rules to look for things is that you start out by by thinking about what you think is a good rule, um, and then you learn from it. You get some alerts back, and you realise that. You know, you're getting lots of false positives, or you're perhaps missing things that you're looking for, and so it's it's a process of evolving those rules over time uh, until you get um, rules that you're happy with, um, and then not just sticking with those as things change. Yeah. So just looking at changing the rules over time. So it's a it's an ongoing process rather than just a, you know a one-off kind of set and forget type exercise.
0: So you also spoke a bit about um, challenges around data, um, I guess, in terms of getting this, getting the whole process right and getting the risk assessments right and that kind of piece. Um, is there anything else that companies might find might make it hard for them to get that risk assessment piece? Or maybe have you found companies may have a poor understanding of the established topologies that they might find at a regulator or an enforcement website?
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think the problem with modern slavery is that it's it's a new subject, yeah. so it's not very well understood. Um, and you know, people people are probably aware of money laundering, terrorist finance, and that's been around a while, and they work out what to do with it. And, and you know, this relatively new thing comes along. So what people need to do is they need to s- scale up on it, work out you know what it what it is, what it means, how it applies to you. Um, yeah. Go to all these places to find out information. Look at the regulations um, and then look at your risk assessment and update that as you need to. Um, And then because things are going to change. And I think again, because it's because it's something new, what we will probably see over time is we'll see new advice coming out from regulators and the like. um, And maybe even new regulations. Um, so it's with all those things as as this whole thing sort of uh, evolves and becomes more mature.
0: Right, right. Uh, is there anything you've seen companies that you may have worked with handle well when it comes to to recognizing those patterns or being able to follow those topologies and building those risk assessments that are appropriate? Um, yeah.
1: So I think um, a good thing is to st- is to start out slowly. Just, just try something. Try something simple. Get that working, and then move on to the to the next thing. Um, and just don't don't try and go in and just think. Oh, I've got all these things I want to do. Let's try and do do them all at once. Um, partly because it takes longer to do them all at once rather than get one in and start making that um, work for you, and partly because. You do too much. There's, you tend to get confused by the results. You know, you, you're looking at you're looking at too many new things at the same time. So let's just look at one. Um, and then when you've when you've got uh, running, things I've seen work really well is people that um, regularly review those rules. So if, you, if your business changes, if you have a new product, it's kind of well, it ought to be kind of obvious that you should go in and. Look at the risks of those and and address those in those rules. But less obvious is is that things may just change slightly over time, and it's just looking at the results of some of the alerts you've got over time. Um, The data may change in your system because uh, you know somebody's somebody's in the IT systems changed something, improved something, and it hasn't flowed through well. So it's keeping a keeping a check on all that. information and one of, one of the one of my clients has got a process that i think works really well they have um, at the end of this end of each week they just have a stand-up and they just talk about anything that's just popped up in the week that they want to talk about and then uh, i think monthly they have a sort of a more in-depth review um, of all their rules whether they should be making any changes and then annually they they just go right back to square one and say, have we got the right set of rules? And just a real thorough review of those things. Um, it, the other thing I think is really important is having the right attitude. So it's not just about ticking the box for compliance and avoiding reputational risk. So in particular with modern slavery, just, just think about the people that are affected and think about what you can do to help those people. So. You know what you can do is so it may stop a child being sexually abused. It may stop a foreign worker brought into the country under false pretences and working as a slave. So it's got a very human element in there. So anything you can do, even if it's a small thing to get started, you know it could be helping people out there. And I guess it's the same with anything. You know, if you want to do something and you're passionate about doing, do a better job.
0: Excellent. So when you were introducing um, Jade Third Eye, you were talking about the work that you've done in this anti-money laundering, counter-terrorist financing space and helping recognise those transactions. I was wondering, since we're talking about modern slavery, are there any differences you've noticed in the processes of dealing with compliance for AML-CTF versus um, dealing with modern slavery? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it's really quite... Cool. Um, and... The sort of patterns that that I've been talking about, where you're looking at um, people paying for like child abuse, or um, you've got a you've got a foreign worker that you're you're treating as a slave, the, the, the sums of money involved with those are relatively small. Um, so in that sense, it's a bit more like the the terrorist financing side than the money laundering. Um, so you've got relatively small sums of money uh, and. The, the money is often um, legally gained. It doesn't have to be. You know, anti-money laundering. You start out with a predicate offence, so you've got you know illegally gained funds, terrorism financing, and, and a lot of um, well, and slavery. You can start out with you know just your, your wages, um, and and also you've got there's, there's often an offshore um, element. So you know a lot of um, a lot of uh, the money goes to people exploiting children in other countries or bringing in foreign workers. Um, so there's that, you know, that international uh, side of it. But you know, the, really the process is really the same. It's kind of identify a pattern, create a rule to detect that pattern, um, get alerts from it, analyze those alerts, look at the customer's behavior. Uh, not just for that alert but they you know does it does it fit in with their normal behavior um, and decide whether there's anything reportable um, and if if it is reportable then then you know that could be a smr to after holstreak um if it's not if it doesn't meet your sort of threshold i guess for uh, whether it's reportable but you're still a bit suspicious about those people put them on watch keep a close eye on their activities so. You know, whenever they're doing something, uh, you're aware of it and you can start uh, get a better view of their behavior. So, in that sense, it's, it's you know, it's very similar. It's just you know, from my point of view, from a software point of view, it's just a different pattern.
0: Yeah, and I've come to the end. Uh, so any advice that you have for those listening to this podcast, probably in the risk and compliance space, uh, who's just trying to mitigate that risk exposure to modern slavery risk, um, what they can do to get it right?
1: Yeah. So yeah. So just uh, get a clear understanding of what modern slavery is, um, and there's various types of modern slavery. So which of those apply to you? Um, look at the regulations and what other bodies say. you Know what you can read in the in the in the news and other sources, and then bring all those learnings into your situation. Um, think about your risk assessment, uh, what you need to update that. Um, and then if you haven't done anything already, then just make a start, start doing something about it. Um, you don't have to you know, go big, seek perfection to start with, just start with small. Check how that's going and then build on it. So. You know, even a small challenge can help people that are caught on modern slavery.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Colin.
1: Hey, no problem. Nice to speak to you.
0: This podcast was a production of the Governance, Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.